0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of the 2011 film Bridesmaids.
1: I'm engaged. Oh, my God. He asked me what? last night. Oh, oh, what is happening? So will you be my maid of honor? Of course I will. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. No, just whatever. They throw the bath party. Yeah. And the shower.
2: And... Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go meet the rest of the bridal party. Come oh, on. You get to punch it a couple times. You remember my cousin, Rita? <gasps> they just bought a new house. It is gorgeous. I wouldn't know. I only see the kitchen and the laundry room and the ceiling in my bedroom. Sometimes the floor. This is Becca from work. Is this
2: your husband? Oh, no, I don't know him. I'm single. I was so distraught when I was single. And I'm fine being by myself.
1: Oh, Becca.
3: This is Ducky's sister, Megan.
1: You must be Annie's fella. I'm not, he's
2: not,
0: I'm not with him. I'm glad he's single, because I'm going to climb that like a tree. You have to meet Helen.
1: You're so pretty. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> Did you come from work? Dirty jeans. Dirty jeans. What are
3: we doing for the bachelorette party? What about, like, a princess theme? Versace meets the gold
1: rush. I'm thinking tanned gentlemen that swallow fire and wear sarongs. Female Fight Club, we grease up. Surprise! Beat the crap out of her. I
0: don't hate it. Vegas it is. I had a dream last night that we went down. Oh, god. You were in it. What? Excuse me, ma'am? Please return to your seat. She's not great at flying. I have something that might help you relax. I'm ready <laughs> to party! Oh, yeah.
1: You should come to Lillian's wedding with me.
2: No.
0: Oh, this is some classy... <laughs>
2: Megan. I'm sorry, I want to apologize. I'm not even confident of which end that came out of.
0: All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for the 2011 film Bridesmaids, and the story is as follows Annie is a single woman whose own life is a mess, but when she learns that her lifelong best friend Lillian is engaged, she has no choice but to serve as the maid of honor. Though lovelorn and almost penniless, Annie nevertheless winds her way through the strange and expensive rituals associated with her job as the bride's go-to gal. Determined to make things perfect, she gamely leads Lillian and the other bridesmaids down the wild road to the wedding. The film is starring Kristen Wig, Maya Rudolph, Rose Byrne, Wendy McLendon, Covey, Ellie Kemper, Melissa McCarthy, Chris O'Dowd. It is directed by Paul Feige, written by Annie Mumolo and Kristen Wig joining me for this review I have Michael Schwartz
3: oh my god we're talking about bridesmaids I can't believe it this is like the first comedy I've talked talked about on the show in what ages Matt
0: (laughs) we we finally arrived this is this is a a high point moment in the history of the next best picture podcast
3: (laughs) by the way I'm gonna correct you really quick before we say his name over and over again Paul Feig
0: Oh, did I say Feige again? Yes. I always
3: do that. The guy doing this movie.
0: He might as well be because this movie is epic. Anyway, uh, also joining us is Dan Bayer.
2: I'm ready to party.
0: I was wondering if somebody was going to do that. I'm glad it wasn't me. And also (laughs) joining us for this special Patreon podcast review is one of our Patreon listeners. We have Kristen Jansen over from So I'm Watching This Show. Hello, Kristen. Alright, so everybody, Bridesmaids, 2011, we are going back in time here, seven years ago, and something I just said off air before we started recording, this was only my second full viewing of Bridesmaids uh, from the time I saw it in 2011 in the movie theater with my friends and family. We actually went as a group. I brought along a friend of mine and my uh, some of my family relatives decided, they were like, oh, if you're going to see this movie, we wanna to come too, and we all went. And it was a riot, let's put it that way. <laughs> I remember it being uh, a very, very enjoyable viewing experience, I have fond memories of this movie and I've seen clips of it, but I've never ever actually sat down to watch it in whole since then. So this was definitely a lot of fun for me. But I'm very curious to know what you all think. Um, This movie was voted on actually by the Next Best Picture community as our throwback review to tie in with The Favorite, which is releasing in a couple of days here. And that movie, like this one, centers around uh, a female-led cast of two women that are competing for the favor of another. That was kind of where the similarities start and where they kind of end at that point. So, wow, I know, I know, right?
1: (laughs) That's a pretty tenuous connection, but I actually love it. It's so good.
0: (laughs) So kudos to the readers for making this happen. Uh, We really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much to the Patreon listeners. You are the ones that keep this all going. So now with all that out of the way, let's start off with our guest here. Kristen, what do you ultimately think of the movie Bridesmaids?
1: Okay, I love this movie. We also saw it in the theater. Um, I think we were a little bit more excited about it because we love Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph from SNL. I have also been a fan of um, Melissa McCarthy going back as far as the first thing I had ever seen her on, which is Gilmore Girls. So I had a lot kind of at stake, I guess, in this movie. And it's one of those things where because movies like this are as few and far between as they tend to be, obviously gaining more recently there was like a lot hanging on it and i'm really glad that it exceeded my expectations because we were just dying through the entire experience
0: yeah no like i was saying it's definitely a riot of a movie uh it's one of the funniest movies i i actually think i've ever seen maybe possibly in my entire life even (laughs) and we'll get to the reasons why that is in a bit uh michael what about you what do you think of bridesmaids
3: So I saw Bridesmaids in theaters opening night back in May 2011. I was a freshman in high school when this opened. And when I saw it, you know, I had heard of Kristen Wiig, but I didn't really know her comedy so well. Like I would watch SNL, but not really know who she was. I just heard, oh, yeah, people know Kristen Wiig from SNL. Maya Rudolph, I knew. Melissa McCarthy, even though I am a huge, huge Gilmore Girls fan now, I didn't watch that until years later. And I really had no idea who she was until this movie. So looking through this cast it was pretty much just like just my Rudolph, Jill Clayburgh and John Hamm as the only people I knew.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So mm-hmm. seeing this movie it was like being introduced to this whole cast of characters, people who I wasn't familiar with and just seeing everything they were up for all the comedic chops that they had and Matt as you said I would rank this as maybe one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. Just seeing this in the theater with an audience opening night not knowing what to expect. You know, we were almost on the floor just cracking up the entire time. I think it's a hysterical movie, but it's also at times, you know, a serious movie in its own ways. It deals with some pretty hefty subjects that we could talk about more later. But yeah, I love this. I've seen it probably a dozen times since, and it's terrific.
2: All right. And Daniel (laughs) Baer. I am going to be another one who absolutely loves this movie. Um, (laughs) It's hysterical. But the comedy is really kind of a Trojan horse, I think, um, for a film that goes a lot deeper than I think anyone who saw it at the time and a lot of people who watch it now actually probably were ever thinking it would ever be. I mean, this is one of the funniest films of all time. It's a classic of comedy, but it's also an incredibly brilliant film about depression. And I love that so much. I think the cast is just on fire. The script is hysterical. And Paul Feig knows exactly what he's doing every step of the way.
0: Jed Apatow is the producer of this film. And like I was saying, uh, you know, before this film opened up, all, you look at all of his movies that he had produced before this one. All male leads. Mm-hmm. You know, so this was definitely uh, something different, actually, for the time. And I don't want to say it was different, like it was groundbreaking necessarily, but I definitely remember the PR marketing machine behind this movie. Making a lot, a lot of ties to other raunchy uh, group comedies like The Hangover, for example, and comparisons being made saying this is basically The Hangover, but with women. Yeah. And believe it or not, it's either, you know, however you thought of The Hangover, either just as good, if not better, you know? And so a lot of people went into this, you know, walking out, then thinking, feeling like they felt like they saw something new. Because this is also 2011. I mean, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up. Uh, what else had come out this by this point? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. There were mm-hmm. a couple of Judd Apatow-produced comedies that were pretty decent hits and that were definitely working for a lot of people. But I felt like this movie opened up the doors in many ways for the women to be like – Hey, listen, like, we don't just do PG-13 rom-coms, all right? We can do this raunchy, uh, you know, comedy as well. And like I said, we could do it just as good, if not better. And this movie proves that.
3: Yeah, really, if not better, because this was like the one Judd Apatow production that finally got awards recognition.
0: Exactly. Mm. Yep. Yep. And watching it again, you know, I, I looked at it from this lens um, through – the lens I have now uh, where, I, where I watch films. I looked at it that same way. And to your point, Dan, actually, I was very, very surprised at how serious this movie could get at times, or Michael, that was you that said it. Uh, both of you kind of touched upon it, um, that there's a lot of things that this movie does touch on that actually elevate it even a little bit above the raunchy comedy, because then it becomes not just a movie with the sex jokes and the vulgarity. It also has a lot of heart. And it actually has a purpose and a meaning behind it. And there's, I think, lessons to be learned there as well. Um, Whether you're male, female, it doesn't matter. I think there's a universality to this movie that anybody can relate to.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that, especially um, what really struck me. And I I cannot keep I can't keep you all straight. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) But the one that really struck me is what you said about depression, because one of my actual favorite gags in this movie is when, Annie goes home and she it's like a three or four minute shot. And she just so painstakingly constructs herself this cupcake, this fancy, elaborate, elaborate cupcake. And then she just shoves it in her mouth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she could have easily just made a box cake and it would have done the exact same thing for her. But she like it's like she can't do a bad job, even though it's not her job anymore. And I think that says so much about her and it gets into what you're talking about with the, the deeper places that this movie is able to go. That I think is, it's part of the reason why it did get awards recognition and why it went so far and why it is so popular still.
0: You know, the movie picks up uh, right after the recession, mm. right? Annie has a bakery business that she has opened, but now has since closed down. So it almost feels like, in a way, here's somebody who had achieved uh, their passion in life and was living the dream, and it feels like that that dream has just closed closed on her. And now she's barely scraping by for money, and really, the only thing that she has, really, is her best friend, Lillian... Um, or maybe I'm sorry let me rephrase that actually she thinks she thinks that the only thing that she has is Lillian she doesn't see other things around her in her life like her mom and she does have the passion to still bake mm-hmm. uh but she kind of just gets like caught up in this woe is me kind of mentality about things mm-hmm. um and i believe it is Melissa McCarthy who gives her in in her in her what i deem yep. to be her oscar scene yep. the, pe- the the pep talk of you are your own worst enemy, but you are also your own solution as well. And that's where that's where I, I really liked uh, the messaging of this movie was that, yeah, you can be your own worst enemy and you can turn your friends on you. You can make everything in your life go to complete and utter shit, you know, because of your outlook on everything. And all it takes sometimes is just to change that outlook just a little bit for things to just you know, kind of quickly
3: turn around. You know, you talk about that scene and we could touch again on it later, but I'm reading these reviews for Can You Ever Forgive Me? People are saying, wow, she has these dramatic acting chops. Who would have thought? Well, I'm sorry, but if you saw that scene seven years ago where, yes, she has some comedy before and the scene itself has funny They're moments. You're fighting
0: for your life, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm life, Annie.
2: Stop hitting <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Stop hitting no. yourself. I'm, I'm going to put you the in the
3: face. <laughs> <laughs> but she really goes for the drama and it pays off tremendously.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean, that also, that goes all the way, you know, where were all these people 18 years ago? Gilmore Girls is mostly funny, but she has some dramatic beats on that show. And, she does,
3: and I saw all you of them know? just watching that show years after seeing Bridesmaids. It's like, oh, wow, she's been around doing this for years. Where was I? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, you know, it's it's easy to to, to sort of discount her because she does, you know, she makes good paychecks doing, doing the Melissa McCarthy thing. And she came up through improv and stuff, but at the same time... You know, you're not I feel like you're not looking hard enough if you can't see the depth in her performances sometimes
3: really she's one of the best even if the movies around her aren't as good as she is, you know, totally. she's always bringing her a game and totally. speaking
0: yeah. and speaking of bringing her a game. Uh, one thing that struck me on this viewing uh, this time around. I actually went back and I looked at my personal like awards for 2011 I would have to make some revisions right now because Mm -hmm. my 21-year-old self viewed this movie, I guess, maybe a little bit differently. I still liked it, but now like this movie would be in my top 10 of the year. This movie, uh, I think, I think, I think, I did give it the recognition for McCarthy and for its screenplay. But one thing that definitely, for sure, I would be advocating for if this movie had come out today, as hard as I'm advocating for someone like Tony Collette and Best Actress, mm. I would be pushing so hard for Kristen Wiig to get a Best Actress nomination for her performance in this. Oh, totally! How she, yes. she's
3: in my five. Oh
0: my God, is she incredible? About balancing
2: the comedy and drama, like yep that she's able to do and that that scene with the cookie oh my that's God. an oscar scene the, the, yeah, the, i every scene she's in i mean first of all this is the best drunk acting i think oh, on the plane <laughs> Scene on the plane is just <laughs> spectacular. help me i'm poor yeah. <laughs> her voice is so great and it's so interesting because like i when i i remember when we saw this in the theater and it's not the very first scene, but it's one of them when she and Maya Rudolph are to they, you know, are. Are they talking about Ted? And and they talk about the dental work
0: then with the yeah, uh, the about food. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> God, it's just they're just being themselves. They're just being Christian, Christian, and Maya Rudolph. I,
0: I wrote a, I wrote a note here. Humanizing friend talk. It feels authentic, likable. I want to root for these characters
2: it does and it does feel likable but it also didn't feel like the characters to me it felt like kristen Wiig and maya rudolph
0: but that's what i mean when i say like that I there's a likability and a um a, yeah, a relatability they're... that comes through where you know it's like clearly you could tell that they're friends you know? and since this movie hinges upon the strength of that relationship we as an audience then are rooting for that friendship to succeed and by extension we're rooting for both characters to succeed then yeah mm-hmm.
2: and then like and then Kristen Wiig just comes back time and again throughout this movie with the most perfect facial expressions.
0: Oh, and line deliveries too. Uh, the,
2: the scene where Maya Rudolph tells her that she's gotten engaged. I mean, watch her face mm-hmm. and the. Be- Mingling of emotions. What it, is happening? Like you're such dramatic actresses, you can't do that in a whole performance.
1: No, but and you're totally know. right. Yeah, because there's that part at the very end of that scene when Maya Rudolph picks up the phone to talk to her fiance, and yeah. she just is laughing maniacally, oh. like she can't figure out what her emotion is, and it's I, perfect. It's hilarious. It,
0: it's 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 interesting because you know, on one hand. I mean, I don't know if anyone here has ever experienced this before, but have they ever had someone that they were very, very close with, a best friend? Uh, and when that best friend, you know, gets committed to somebody else through something such as marriage, it almost feels like not a betrayal, but it just a, it's a it's a part of life. You know, just letting your the people that you feel closest to, uh, they got to live their own lives and do their own thing. And you can't be dependent upon them for your life to feel complete and feel whole. Oh yeah. You know, that's how I that's how I looked at it. Here's a character who is relying so much on her friendship uh with Lillian because there is a hole in her life and she's trying to fill it with that. And when this happens, not only does she sense that she that her friend is, you know, possibly, you know, being pulled away, not by the marriage, but <laughs> Oh, by Rose Byrne. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: As Helen, also would should have gotten an Oscar nomination. Totally. I think I McCarthy mean... Byrne and Wig totally god. should have been in that conversation.
1: Yeah. God, she's
0: so good. And here's the most masterful thing about this movie for me, um, in regards to uh, its screenplay and just once again humanizing these characters and elevating this beyond just your typical raunchy R-rated, you know, comedy. There's that scene in the car at the end of the film between Rose Byrne and Kristen Wiig where through uh, Helen's dialogue to Kristen, uh, to Annie, we are understanding that Helen is also just as lonely as Annie is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all of this stuff, this, you know, the, 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 the parties and the, you know, the money and, you know, the smiles. That's yeah, like your coping mechanism exactly mm-hmm. yeah that that's just brilliant writing there you know that's that's excellent because not only does it help for Annie's character to come to a moment of realization and to also ease in her uh her growth and her character change her arc if you will it, it's also a, a very truthful thing to reveal uh, you know what I mean that everybody has something
1: yeah I mean even you know she's so wealthy she's wearing a she's wearing a friggin Floor-length full skirt gown when we meet her, oh, you know what I mean. My God, and it, and it's Ugh. incredible, and Rose Byrne is just spectacular and so beautiful. But it's it's so ostentatious and over the top, and it's not until that scene later where you realize that she's just masking her own, you know, inner Annie. Annie's just so more much more upfront about it, and I yeah. think that's the great part. And also, I just have to say that I think Rose Byrne is so underrated as a comedic actress. Oh,
2: God, yes.
1: In in everything she's in, she is hilarious in the other Marlis McCarthy movie, Spy.
0: Oh, my God, yes. Yeah.
1: She's the best part shot. of that movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Definitely should have gotten awards recognition for that. She was incredible in Spy.
2: The funny thing about that, that revelation about Helen in this movie is, is like watching it back this time, which I did like literally just before we hopped on to do this, there's a scene when... Bef- right before she and Kristen Wig play tennis together, where Helen they're at the country club and Helen's stepkids walk by, and you can see like she gives this like two second close up that tells you everything about that character. Mm-hmm. And which you wouldn't even recognize on the first viewing, but on any subsequent viewings, it's like, oh, holy crap. It was there all along.
0: And not only this, too, but uh, the other the other women, too, are also going through like who's the one who um, is it Rita? I think it's Rita. Yeah. Rita's the one with the annoying kids and the husband who (laughs) who, uh, you know, it's like. It is so funny to me how she's on the plane and she's telling this to uh, Becca, played by uh, Ellie Kemper in this. <laughs> and I, I just love how authentic the dialogue comes off to me, even though they're not maybe as defined as characters like Annie or as Helen, the side characters in this movie feel like full, fully dimensional people to me.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think, I think the huge part of it is that this was written by two women, and so they are able to to get to a place like that where in a in a lesser movie that they would have all been just throwaway stereotypes. But Rita feels like a real put upon, you know, like veteran wife and Becca is so like excited to be a newlywed and she wants to do like a Pixar bridal shower yeah. and everything. It's like all of it is just so pitch perfect
0: hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our full review of the 2011 film bridesmaids part of the next best picture podcast in order to get this review in full you have to head on over to our patreon page where for one dollar minimum a month you will get this review and other exclusive podcast content for our patreon subscribers so head on over to patreon type in next best picture subscribe for one dollar minimum a month and you can help support us to produce even better content Thank you so much for listening to us. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, CastBox, Acast, and also now on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your feedback and support. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.